0: I think we were 12 or 13 when the accident happened and we were surfing tunnels, which is like a break that's really far out. It's probably like a 20 minute paddle. It was just like any other day, you know, we surfed every single day, so it wasn't a big deal or anything. But my dad took us surfing and it was probably like 30 minutes into our surf when all of a sudden I saw her board kind of go up. And then a wave came up, so I couldn't see her anymore. And then by the time the wave came down, she was paddling in with one, like, with one arm and saying, you know, I got attacked by a shark. We were all in shock. And my dad went and paddled right up to her and got her. And he pushed her on a little wave. And we had to go onto the reef altogether. And my dad told my brother to just paddle as fast as he could to, like, call the ambulance. And um, I just stayed there with her, just trying to keep her, like, conscious. conscious.
1: That's Alana Blanchard. And this is The Proof Podcast. Hello, plant
2: friends. Welcome back. I'm Simon Hill, the host of this show, the Plant Proof Podcast and creator of plantproof.com, where I post free information about plant-based nutrition, recipes, science, etc. If you haven't checked it out, please do plantproof.com. So I've been in Kauai this week, one of the beautiful islands in Hawaii. It's incredibly lush with dramatic mountains and perfect beaches, Definitely another destination I've stumbled across on my travels that I could easily call home. If you've been here before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't been here before, put it on your travel list. Definitely worth coming checking out. And I think I've had some of the best Asahi that I've ever had in my life. And so the Asahi bowls here are incredible. I feel very, very fortunate and very lucky to, to be here and to have had this experience. Now, before I jump into introducing today's guest, I'd like to thank everyone for all of the positive feedback that you've been sharing on social media about this show. It's, it's really great to see that the conversations are inspiring some of you. And I'm super excited to see where this show goes, where, where the show goes in 2019 and beyond, so thank you. Today's guest is pro surfer, Alana Blanchard, who lives here in Kauai with her partner, Jack, also a pro surfer and son, Banks. Alana is a terrific example of someone who had a dream, a vision, a passion from an early age and did whatever it took to make that a reality. And she's done it in such a nonchalant, fuss-free way. The ease at which she explains becoming a pro surfer really epitomizes the trust and belief she has in her own ability. She exudes this sense of inner peace and calmness, clarity and confidence that everything will work out just the way it's meant to be and that the journey should be as enjoyable and fun as the end point. Hope you enjoy the episode, guys. Let's dive into it.
1: in line with the nutrition recommendations globally to get your essential eight and optimal omega plus head to theproof.com forward slash friends and follow the link which will get you an extra 10% off your first order that's theproof.com forward slash friends
2: alana blanchard welcome to the plant proof podcast
0: thanks for having me i'm super excited to be here
2: Let's just paint the picture for all the listeners. We're we're in Hawaii on Kauai, which is a really, really beautiful, beautiful island. It's I didn't really know what I was sort of walking into. I got here one minute, I was in Manhattan, and then 24 hours later, I woke up in absolute paradise. So it's a real, real pleasure to be here. Is is Kauai where you've always been based?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I was born and raised here actually grew up like right down the road from where we're, record- we're recording right now. And um, yeah, it's just, it's the best place to grow up. It's kind of like a magical little island. And yeah, I was really lucky.
2: Now, as I was driving back from lunch today, I heard on the radio, I think it was like one of the, someone running for like a political position in in Kauai. Uh-huh. And he was talking about the the increase in traffic and the ra- and the real estate mm. being like just super unaffordable for a lot of locals. For is this sure. like something that everyone's talking about? like is is Kauai now becoming a little bit more commercial and perhaps people from like mainland America are coming over and investing? Is that what
0: oh like? for sure? It's like it's definitely a place where um, you kind of come and you're like oh I want to live here. So you find a lot of a lot of tourists. I don't think it's as much as like Oahu or Maui yet, but. Yeah, you find a lot of tourists and then you also find like a lot of like celebrities that have houses here. It's kind of that perfect like in-between place, I think, for a lot of people. And yeah, I don't know. I think the vibe here, like people just like are drawn to. So
2: have you noticed it's is it like a lot busier than when you were a kid?
0: Um, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. It's it's it gets busier like pretty much every year. I mean, this year's been a little bit weird because it is one of the rainiest places on earth. That's why it's so like lush and green and so we had a lot of rain this year, so that might have scared a few people away, but I don't know. It's still pretty touristy, which is good. You know, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like you kind of like, oh my gosh, it's so crowded now. But at the same time, people are getting more jobs and, you know, it's people are making a lot of income off like tourists and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's a good and a bad thing, I guess.
2: And I guess if you if we sort of put it into context, like I've spent a lot of time in Bali.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And,
2: and this is nothing like that. Like, no. This is peaceful. It's complete tranquility.
0: Yeah. You can still go to a beach and like have your own little zone or like you could even go and like be the only person at the beach, which is like really cool and special to me. Like I always like to... I don't know. Whenever, because I think I'm sure you know. Like when you're traveling so much, you just kind of want to like be alone sometimes. Yeah. So when I get back here, it's just so nice to kind of just feel like one with nature and be kind of alone on the beach. Of maybe I don't know.
2: And you you said it rains a lot, and I think I read something a little while ago, or someone told me there had been some like really serious flooding.
0: Recently. Yes. Yeah.
2: I, I tried to drive up this morning, like yeah. past Hanalei, Hanalei Bay. Is that he's saying? Yep. I tried to drive past there and they said the road was closed except for locals. Is that? To-
0: yeah. Yeah. There was like 18 different landslides and it's kind of like the same type of road that as like Hana or Hana uh, on Maui. I don't know. Some people might know that road, but it's really winding it's right on a cliff edge. So it was kind of on the verge of like being needed to be redone anyways. So I think okay. this, the whole flooding thing just pushed it over the edge and yeah, they kind of have to redo like the whole road. So I guess it will take like up to a year. So yeah, it wow. sucks.
2: So that's, that's up towards what's what's that big national park called? That's
0: um, Nepali Coast. Nepali Coast. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's so beautiful. It's it sucks. I it's, I feel bad when people come now because they're like, we can't get there. I'm like, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: Well, I'm not I'm not here this trip for for long enough. Yeah, um, definitely want to try and come back. Yeah, and get up there now. You're a professional surfer. Most people listening have no doubt heard of you. You're plant based. Your mm-hmm. your mother, your partner. He's a professional surfer as well, Jack, yep. and and Australian, right? Yep, he is. Where's where is he from in Australia?
0: So he's from the Gold Coast. Gold Coast. I guess. Well, he grew up in Mall and Bimby.
2: I'm um, and Bimby. Yeah, Mall and
0: Bimby. Yeah, is. and then he, um, we actually live part time here and then part time Tugan. Okay. So we kind of like just go back and forth, but yeah, he was all over the coast as a kid, like kind of growing yeah, up there.
2: Yeah, crazy because I, I was in Melbimby Mal- last year for for a while. My girlfriend went to school in Melbourne. Mal- oh, Mal- yeah,
0: cool! She grew
2: up there, because so it's
0: supposed to be a tiny school there. Or something. Yeah,
2: there's there's this tiny little school, really cool community. If anyone's listening and hasn't been up there and and you're sort of nearby, and go and check Melbourne out. Yeah, it's, it's got some some real character it about is. it. Okay, so before we sort of. I guess, dive into everything that you're up to now and today and what mm-hmm. family life's like. And I'd love to explore, I guess, if we if we just jump back to what it was like growing up here in Kauai mm-hmm. as, a, as a young girl and a teenager. Were you sort of part of a, a typical family from this area?
0: My parents moved here when they were like 16 from, the, from California. And they kind of just, they came here with their like kind of parents or sister and brother and whatever. but, And they just fell in love with it and didn't want to leave. So they just kind of made a home here and they met here. And then, yeah, they had us. I have an older brother and a younger brother. And we all grew up and my dad's just super into surfing. So that was how I got into surfing is... He was just, you know, he just loved surfing. So he wanted to get us into it.
2: It's like as early as you can remember you were.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was, he was so into it. And then as soon as I kind of started getting better and better, then he was like, oh, like he, he, you know, he really wanted me to have like a good life. And like, you know, like he knew that like professional surfing was kind of becoming like this bigger and bigger thing, especially for women. So he kind of like steered us in that way. And I really like caught so your on si- to that.
2: siblings as well, they were surfing a lot?
0: Um, my older, well, yeah, they both surfed. But I was the only one that kind of became like a professional surfer. And I think that has a lot to do with like the friend, my friend group, you know, we all kind of surfed and we just pushed each other. And one of my best friends, Bethany Hamilton. So she, we used to surf pretty much every day together. And then... um, we we did homeschool and we just pushed each other so hard. So yeah. I think it just like ended up being like we just I don't know, we we're just and were you sort of
2: driven by, you know, having that aspiration of becoming a pro surfer. Was that like from an early age where you for like, sure I want to become pro?
0: yeah, pretty much since I was I think like we were eight and we were like, we want to be pro surfers. Like that's incredible. Cause we looked up to like a lot of girls that were from here but that were doing professional surfing, like Rochelle Ballard and Um, Melanie Bartels and people like that so and we saw them and even like Andy Irons like and Bruce Irons they live here and we just saw them where it's like we want to do that like we're gonna be I remember like drawing boats on you know posters and being like I'm gonna go on a surf trip when I'm older like I don't know it was just like totally like we just like envisioned what we wanted Mm. in it
2: and I guess by having those local sort of icons. Yeah. It made it for a young girl, eight year old girl, it made it look, you know, somewhat achievable. It was realistic that you could do it if you put the work in. Oh, for sure. How many how many sort of hours a week were you surfing or day like in terms of through your teenage years were you out there all the time as much as you could
0: yeah I mean it kind of it would go back I mean it's different through my whole life I guess but when when I was really little it was like all day every day like our parents would just drop us off at the beach and we would just surf all day and hang because it's so safe on Kauai like everyone knows everyone and you can pretty much like we would even hitchhike home sometimes like (laughs) even though my parents don't let it like like us doing that yeah, so they would just drop us off at the beach and we just pretty much surf all day.
2: And yeah. would you change beaches or were there you know a few that you were? Yeah,
0: it depends on like what like what break was going to be good, but a lot of times we would just stick to like kind of like Hanalei Bay. And like they would drop us off, we would surf, and then like they would give us some like money to walk to the store, get some food, walk back, go surf again. And then we were super lucky that our parents let us do homeschool. So then we could surf in between like doing school at our house and stuff. And that was really cool too.
2: So in terms of the breaks, like the Hanolai Bay, which is where we are now up in the north, is that, is this where the best breaks are on this island?
0: Yeah, I would say definitely on the North Shore of Kauai are the best breaks. Um, I mean, they, everywhere, every part of the island has its like perks and stuff, but this is like where I'm from. So I always kind of stick to like my little zone, you know? Yeah. And it's just, I guess it's just so um, I don't know something about it. I just love that it's kind of like no other
2: place. And you mentioned Bethany, who a lot of people know as a pro surfer, but mm-hmm. also you know there was that movie made Soul Surfer, which mm-hmm. which came out and documented, not really documented. It was a they had actors. It wasn't a documentary. Yeah, it was like a feature it film. It was a feature yeah. film, but it was sort of went through and, and coming to the point. I'll ask you sort of how much truth was in the movie and if it was you know followed the same sort of narrative of real life but bethany was attacked by shark Mm -hmm. can you for people who are not familiar with that story can you sort of just run through that yeah i guess what happened and and also i'm interested just to know you know there are a lot of sharks around here
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> That's funny cuz we actually just saw one the other day but I'll I'll talk about that after. So yeah, I um me and Bethany used to I mean, we still surf a lot together, but we just travel a lot so we don't just surf as much, but like I said we did homeschool together and we just grew up together. So we just would surf all the time together and our parents would just switch off kind of, you know, bringing us to the beach and my dad would come surfing with us a bunch and take us wh- like wherever he was going to go. So yeah, when we we're like, I think we were 12 or 13 when the accident happened and we were surfing tunnels, which is like a break that's really far out. It's probably like, I don't know, a 20 minute paddle. Wow, It's really far. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, it's super far. And, and that's near here. It's near here. It's where you can't go right now. Okay. But yeah, um, sure so that. tunnels beach and yeah, it was just like any other day. You know, We surfed every single day, so it wasn't a big deal or anything. But uh, yeah, it was just a nice day. And my dad took us surfing and my brother there was there with us. And it was probably like 30 minutes indoor surf when all of a sudden I saw her board kind of go up and then a wave came up so I couldn't see her anymore. And then by the time the wave came down, she was paddling in with one, like, with one arm and saying, you know, I got attacked by a shark. Yeah, I had to like double take like, because I was just like, what? Shock. Yeah, it was just shock. Yeah, we were all in shock. And what happened was my dad went and paddled right up to her and got her. And he pushed her on a little wave and we had to go onto the reef all together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Like it, that, the fact that it happens. But then you're also, you've got a 20-minute paddle. Oh,
0: it was crazy. Yeah. I don't even know. Look, I mean, like if it happened to me now, I think I would have freaked out. Like, but since I was so young, I just didn't know. And like, I was just like, okay, like I'm listening to my dad. We got on the reef and my dad told my brother to just paddle as fast as he could to like call the ambulance. And um, I just stayed there with her, just trying to keep her like conscious when he like tied the tourniquet. Yeah. I just, I was kind of just in shock the whole time. It's, it's kind of a blur now. I mean, it's been almost, it'll be, I think, 13 years on the 30th of this month. Yeah. He just, he just paddled her in, like she held on. And then I was just kind of talking to her the whole time, just trying to keep her awake. And then I think my dad, you know, being a dad, like was, we were out, like there's a, it goes, it's, a reef break and then you have to go onto the reef and then it drops down into this big like 30 feet kind of, I don't know, channel for like a a little while. So I think once we got to that point, he was, he was like, Alana, get to the beach right now. Cause he was thinking the shark's going to come back. And I didn't even think about that. I was just like, okay, like I'll just, I'll just get there and help my brother, like make sure the ambulance is going to be there. And then, yeah, I got to the beach and my brother said they were coming. So yeah. And then after that, I just was like throwing up and um, um, God. I just, I don't know. It was weird. I never thought she wasn't going to be okay though. Like I, I knew like she was going to be okay. I don't know if that was just being like naive, like 13 year old.
2: Yeah. Kind of. What, is, what does she say when she reflects back on it? Does she... Did she think she was going to be okay? Or was it just so much shock she wasn't even really thinking?
0: Yeah, you know, I think because she's such a, um, she's just such a go-getter. Like, she's, if you knew her, you'd know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't think she ever, like, thought. I mean, she might have. I I actually never really, like, talked to her about that part of it so much. I think because when we're super young, like, I remember after, like, when, you know, like, she was all bandaged up, I was so, like, I was, like, scared to talk to her. Like, even as a friend, like, I was just like, it was so weird because it was just, you know, just something so dramatic that happened to us Mm. both that I was just like, it was, it changed us for sure. So I'm not really sure if she'd never thought she wasn't going to make it or anything, but she's such a strong girl that like, I don't know if it, if it happened to anyone else. Mm. Yeah. She's just like, she's just gnarly. And
2: (laughs) and you you sort of alluded to the fact you were very young, so mm-hmm. you
0: know,
2: it would be different to if it happened today. And oh,
0: for now, sure! You're, now you're
2: an adult, and you might yeah. react completely differently. And oh my you God! Might have been more fearful of where the shark was and whatnot. Yeah. But what does your dad think? You know, like looking back on it, like as he was, you know, he was an adult. Yeah. Talk about was was he sort of just frightened for everyone's life and?
0: I think when something like that happens, your body just goes into shock. And it literally like we all just switched on to this like, okay, we're saving this girl like like, survival survival mode. But I think he did. I'm sure he definitely was like, holy shit, like this is crazy. You know, like her arms gone. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still That's can't something even that you can plan for. Or... No.
0: Yeah. So and I remember after, you know, Bethany got in the ambulance and we had to drive home, he was just wrecked. Like the adrenaline came down and he couldn't even like drive. And we were just like, it was crazy. Yeah.
2: And is that a spot where you and Bethany had surfed like by yourself? You something. Yeah, by yourself? we
0: surfed it the night before by ourselves, and we were, I remember to this day we both looked at each other and we we're like, "If a shark was there, like, would it get us?" And we we're like, "No!" Like, we were just funny girls. Like, we yeah. were just like we were always like singing and making noise. So life. Yeah, just enjoying life. So, like, we never ever would have thought, you know?
2: It's it's uh, it's like you know, so fortunate that your brother and your dad was there. So you had a bit of a team.
0: Yeah, for sure. It really was. Yeah. And yeah, because if it was just me and Bethany that like, if it happened the night before, like, I don't know if I I was a little, she was bigger than me. Like, I don't know if I would be able to like paddle her in. I mean, I'm sure I would have done my best, but yeah, I don't know what I've done.
2: (laughs) And I mean, you, you, you said before afterwards, you were sort of, you were obviously dealing with the emotions and everything yourself mm-hmm. and you had a lot to, it was confronting for you, right? So yeah. how long did it take for you to sort of, you know, get on top of your emotions and be able to talk to Bethany and sort of move on with your life?
0: Um, I mean, it was pretty fast. Like she saw that I was acting weird and we were best friends. So she was just like, Alana, stop. Like, you just be normal to me. Just be my, like, be my best friend again. And I'm like, okay. Like, cause I, you know, I kind of wanted to like baby her and not like, I just didn't want to like say anything that would like, I don't know. I forget. But I just remember her being like, it's fine. Like, it's all good. And I think because she kind of got on top of her, like she was so quick to, like, I remember when she was still in the hospital, she's like, I want to go surf again. And i was just like, okay, like, okay, are you sure? (laughs) So I think because she was just so fast to move forward that we all had to be like, okay with it all, you know?
2: has it ever affected you in terms of getting back out into the water and, and thinking about sharks at all?
0: Um, yeah. You know, I think after, since I was still so young, it it didn't affect me. But then I feel now that I, every time I, I surf now, I think about sharks. And my dad thinks I have like that post-dramatic stress from it. Because we never really got any like therapy, which I don't know why we didn't. But Yeah. Cause I just I don't know. Now I'm just I maybe and it also it's because I'm a mom and I'm just like, I need to be alive for my baby. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like funny now. I'm like, I feel like I'm such I'm like way more of a baby than I ever and have. So
2: you saw one the other day.
0: We did. Me and Jack went surfing, like kind of we shouldn't have gone. It was really murky and we literally saw the biggest shark. And I've act- I've never seen a shark while I've surfed. So that was You've our never seen one. No, home. I didn't even see the one that attacked Bethany. So it was probably like a hundred feet away from us. And we just saw it like going on a wave. And I was like, oh my God, that's a really big dolphin. It didn't even like click into my mind because I just didn't think there was... I don't know. It was so funny. And Jack's like, that's not a dolphin. And I literally like pretty much jumped on his board. I was just like, we need to go in right now. It
2: was yeah, so wow. freaky. Yeah. What about... Do you, do you try not to surf like too late into this sort of dusk or...
0: Kind of. Yeah. I try... Yeah. I mean... I yeah, I definitely try not to surf too late or I don't really go too early. And I I like going surfing with somebody at least.
2: Yeah. And have have there been other attacks like on this island or around Hawaii or was it like really? There
0: has. has? There has. It's, It's every like now and again, like one island will get like a bunch of, not a bunch of attacks, but you know, like one or two a year and then it will go to Oahu and then they'll get a few a year and then it like switches around. It's really weird. But yeah, it's kind of, I feel like they're getting a little bit more common, maybe just from the over overfishing and stuff like that. But it's usually always a mistake. I think sharks have such a bad rap. Mm. And, you know, I've swam with some sharks and stuff. I thought it was so cool, but I still am scared. <laughs> I think it's because you're just so vulnerable on like a surfboard. Yeah, sure. And you can't see.
2: Okay. And Jaws, the movie that kind of makes her everyone-
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So how well did this movie, Soul Surfer, sort of cover your story and Bethany's story? And did the producers and and maybe even the actors have to come and spend like a bit of time with you guys to sort of understand who you were and how you interacted? I know that Bethany had also already written a book.
0: Yeah, the the movie definitely covered like pretty much all of our, our life and kind of like what, what really happened. Um, there definitely was a few things that they had to kind of like create to make it more, Rebellish. yeah, like a um, a feature film and um I guess like attractive to people. Like I think they kind of portrayed us as like 15 year olds, but we really were only like 12 to 13 year olds, which is crazy. But pretty much, yeah, it, it definitely covered most of it. And there was a lot of going back and forth with the producers and the writers and stuff. They kind of wanted to make me out to be a bad person in the movie. And we were like, no, we're not going to do that. So yeah. And then the, a lot of the actors that, you know, played us came over like a few weeks early and hung out. And my actress that played me was Lorraine Nicholson, Jack Nicholson's daughter, which was cool. Yeah. And she was, she was awesome. She was really sweet and But yeah, it was definitely like a full on feature film. And it was crazy. I remember watching, you know, the attack scene, what they were doing. And it was just, it was just like, it made me like... Were
2: you down there while they were filming or... Yeah.
0: So I did a lot of my stunts. So all the surfing that you saw of me was me, actually. So that was, that was cool. I got to do that and kind of be a part of the movie and stuff. And Bethany was her stunts after she got attacked. And then she had someone before that was like kind of like the same height and stuff so
1: yeah
0: but yeah we got to see some of the scenes and stuff and I remember watching like the part where they we got her into the beach and Lorraine had to pretend like she was throwing up because that's what I actually did I as as soon as my adrenaline kind of stopped I was just I threw up and I was just like white but yeah I just remember me and Bethany are watching it and it just made us feel so weird like we're just like oh my god I can't believe that happened. Yeah, I think they covered it pretty well. I mean, I can't like think of anything that was like, you know.
2: When it came out, was it like a bit surreal? Like that you guys were part of this this movie?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I was definitely, we were we were a lot younger. We were like 21 at the time, I think, when it came out. And yeah, it was just funny. I mean, Bethany just goes about her, like what all these things that are happening, like so just nonchalant. Like she's like, yeah, whatever, like. When can I surf? Like, you know, she's just so into surfing that it's just kind of like not a big deal to her. But yeah, it was definitely cool. We got to watch, walk the red carpet and Jack Nicholson actually came and watched the movie. Wow! Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. I got to like meet him and be like, oh yeah, your daughter played like a really good part. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, it was definitely really cool. And um, yeah, it's such a cool experience that we got to have and awesome that Bethany guys got to do that.
2: And you mentioned, Bethany, you mentioned a couple of times that she just wanted to get back out there and surf and like she was so positive and that yeah. was her passion. And like, I just find that absolutely incredible that straight away, mm. she, that is what she had her eyes on, was getting back out in the water and doing it without one arm. Yeah. I imagine that would have been terribly challenging. But since then, she's gone on, she's surfed as a pro. Like, yeah. How long did it take her to sort of readjust and, and, and get her surfing back on track?
0: So the accident happened on Halloween and then her first surf back was Thanksgiving. So that's like four weeks into November. So that's how fast she got back. Like she still kind of even had, I don't think she had her stitches in, but it was very fast and she was just into it. Like she was going to make it happen. And she stood up the first time, but it was definitely really hard. And it was hard. Like it was hard seeing it. Like I was just, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't know if she was gonna, you know, keep pursuing to be a professional surfer or what. I think, um, cause we were so young, she just, she was just going to do it. Like there was nothing stopping her. Like I almost feel like if we were a little older, even now it might be kind of just like, okay, that, that happened and kind of, it's more of a bummer. But since we were so young, she just bounced back so fast and Pretty sure it was not even a year later. She won like a contest. That's like crazy. Right out. Like
2: her best surfing has been since then, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. She. I mean, she surfs so good, and now she's surfing places like Jaws. And she just came out with a documentary. I'm actually going to go over to Oahu. It's going to be in the Hawaii Film Festival, and yeah. So we're we're. I was in the documentary, which is cool. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's really amazing. And she's just doing like insane surfing and surfing big waves and. She's just a charger. She's always had. I know her.
2: the name of the documentary.
0: God, I'm I'm not sure. I I'll think put it in the show notes. Yeah, no, I think um, it's not Soul Server, but it's it's Bethany Ham. I think so it's, it's like just a Bethany 2018 Hamilton. documentary. Yeah, it's it's not out yet, but it's going to be on iTunes probably next year. They're just kind of like selling or like not selling it, but putting out in the film festivals and yeah. So I'm really excited to see that.
1: All right, awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: You you had this vision of becoming a pro surfer from Mm -hmm. such an early age. And then you, you your vision turned into reality. At what age did you become a pro surfer? And what what does it actually mean to become a pro surfer? Like what do you have to do in terms of qualifying to to join the tour?
0: Yeah. So I started, I mean, to me, a professional surfer is someone that's getting paid to be a surfer. But there's all all different ways of looking at it. Like you can do competitive surfing, and they that's more of like a pro surfer, I guess you could say. And you know, you're getting paid to do contests and kind of paid for, like just the way you are or whatever. But yeah, I started. I guess I started. I would say being a pro surfer at like fourteen or fifteen. And that's when I really started like traveling and doing like photo shoots. And that's like when I got picked up by Rip Curl and started. I also did like a lot of the pro events. And then I pro, I think I qualified, which means like you qualify for the CT, which is the like the top surfers of the world. And you have to do that by becoming like, there's this other tour. It's kind of confusing. There's this other tour that. Um, There's probably like, you know, 200 girls, but you have to be top five in that to make it onto this other tour. So I qualified for the top, you know, it's called the CT tour when I was 18. So that was pretty cool and pretty big at the time. I was, I don't think I really realized what I was getting myself into, to be honest. But yeah, it was, it was like my dream for sure.
2: So once you, once you sort of qualify for that, are you then required to get to X amount of like contests a year and to maintain some sort of like score or?
0: Yeah, you have to go to all the events that they have. So there's probably almost, I think there would be like one a month pretty much, which wow. is pretty crazy. You're going to places like we went to like Peru, Brazil, Australia, Australia.
2: Was your dad jumping around with you like when you were 18? You
0: know, he or? he came a lot with me when I was like doing the junior stuff. But then as soon as I kind of made the tour, like he's like, okay, you got this. Like Off you go. Yeah. And they would come with me like to a few for sure. But looking back, I kind of wish they came to more because I kind of was just doing it by myself. And I think being a professional server nowadays, it's like people are a lot more serious, like they have like coaches. They have you know their massage therapists coming with them and all that kind of stuff or whatever. But I was kind of just doing it with my girlfriend that was also competing. And I think it would have been nice to have like someone I could re- rely on and stuff. But yeah.
2: So have you have you ever had a, a coach like so that bet- you know between the competitions you're mm. working on specific things or is it more just getting out in the water and practicing?
0: I guess it's I, I've had like a few coaches, but nothing like that. I was you know, that I did a like went to a lot or whatever, but it's more just getting out in the water and like really like getting used to different conditions and getting used to the boards that you're going to be surfing. And I think filming, getting yourself, like if someone can film you and you watching yourself surf is like really good or even watching other people that are better than you surf or just like imagining like what you want to be and how you want to be is like a really big thing in surfing. Like it's a lot to do with like or it's a lot, it was a lot to do with my imagination, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, well, you've got your own your own yeah. doing it, obviously. Yeah. Your career so far, what when you when you look at what you've achieved so far, mm-hmm. what are your fondest moments of surfing?
0: I would say I would say being on the tour was really amazing, and I I had like a few really good contests that I I think it's really cool that I got to do and stuff. But then also just being able to like travel and do content stuff is really amazing and being able to kind of have that freedom to be able to go wherever I want and do and get to surf all these amazing waves,
2: I what, guess. Outside of Hawaii, what are like some of your favorite breaks to, to go and surf?
0: Um, I do love Australia. Like it is really amazing. And then I also like going to the Mentawai's. like that. Yeah. It's insane there. and
2: Which is in Indonesia.
0: Yeah, Indonesia.
2: In Australia, where is there like a specific break or, you know, do you do you like um, go the Gold Coast a lot, right? We go
0: to the Gold Coast Snapper a lot. I love doing like road trips down the coast, yeah. um, like to Yamba and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, Snapper is amazing, but it's so crowded, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's awesome.
2: Okay, so you've always had this sort of clear vision of becoming a pro surfer. But have there been any stages throughout your career or even earlier where you had any sort of self doubt? And if so, how were you able to deal with that?
0: Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think especially being a pro surfer, it's kind of, um, you know, it's not a team sport. It's all just on you. And I think throughout my whole career, I had doubts of, you know, kind of like where I was going and what I was doing. And especially with um, kind of social media going or like becoming a big thing while I was kind of my career was taking off like I think that even like put a lot more stress on my career. Just, I don't know. Because you
2: more people watching.
0: More people watching, more people, you know, just all the comments and people saying mm-hmm. things. And I think especially for like as a young girl getting write-ups about, I don't know, I think like when I was 18, I had a write up about like, I was one of the hottest surfers in the world, which, which was kind of, I mean, it was cool, but at the same time it was, it was a weird thing because then I was like, I had this like, oh, I need to be this, this person that all these people think that I am. And, um, it didn't let me just kind of be like who I was. And it kind of put this, um, I almost put this like pedestal on myself. So that kind of, I wish looking back on it, I wish I just kind of like let that go and, Kind of um, I don't know, just not thought about all that kind of like stuff I really. But um,
2: did did that take a few years for you to sort of mature through and understand
0: guess, Oh, for sure. just
2: to be yourself?
0: Oh, for sure. I think it took me almost like my not my whole career, but I think there's when I look back on it, I think there's different things that I was like concentrating on and looking back. Um I feel like I wish I could just tell my younger self like that that stuff doesn't matter. Like all that kind of stuff people are telling you. Yeah, I think that being a young girl like in this generation of time is so hard just because there's, I don't know, there's so much stuff that is going on where you think you have to be a certain way or you have to look a certain way to to make it or be where you want to be. But really, if you're just kind of true to yourself and just be who you are, I yeah. think that's like the best thing or you, or can else you, you can
2: do. you can almost start to sort of live someone else's life
0: for sure for sure and then you're you kind of always question yourself and yeah I feel like social media just can kind of like warp your brain almost
2: (laughs) throughout your career what are like the craziest conditions that you've surfed in have you had any sort of like near drownings or moments when you're like wow this is just this is way too heavy I need to go in
0: I mean, there's been a few moments where I was like, okay, I'm going in. This is too scary. But I would say the more scarier times would probably be in Hawaii when there's the Triple Crown going on. That's that's where there's three different contests running and whoever wins, kind of wins. It's called the Triple Crown. And it's usually held in like bigger surf. So I don't know if in, like you guys are familiar with the Wave Pipeline. Yeah. So we had a few events there and that was really scary. Just because it's like a whole vibe out there, it's like, it's like no other wave I've ever surfed. Just because it's so heavy, and it's a lot of people have drowned or got injured. I mean, there's probably a really bad injury like pretty much every year.
2: So even when it's like competition time, and there's heavy yeah. people around. You're still like quite fearful.
0: Only certain waves. I mean, that wave I think a lot of people are fearful of. Um, but we had two contests. I mean the girls don't have to surf like huge waves. They definitely are like not as big as the boys, but yeah, I would say that wave is, is scary. And I, I had to surf one time in the, in the event and it was kind of, they, we actually ran right after the boys finals. So we were kind of surfing like right after the boys and there was a huge crowd and the waves were big and I don't know there's of just a bunch of people watching, and that would be probably my scariest time out there, but other than that, yeah, I would say the more heavier waves are in are in Hawaii for sure
2: looking i guess looking from here, looking forward your future with surfing what what are you sort of what are you sort of hoping to achieve from here or yeah, what's the future of surfing looking like for you?
0: yeah, so I mean I had a baby like eleven almost eleven months ago, so if that kind of i mean I wouldn't say it like I didn't I didn't it might have like kind of you know just I had to put a little bit of a hold on my career yeah, cuz sure, I had to kind of figure <laughs> out this other thing. But um yeah, I think just really getting back into surfing and um and I never really stopped surfing only when I was like super pregnant I had to stop.
2: <laughs> but um So how long was that like?
0: Um I mean probably like 6 months I didn't surf.
2: 6 months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um maybe longer was actually. That tough? It wasn't that it wasn't that hard for me just because I just was like I just wanted him to be safe. So yeah. I didn't want to like push it. Some girls surf till they're like nine months. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt a little weird like laying on
2: him. Yeah, I was gonna say it would be pretty, yeah. pretty tough to paddle. Do they have a, a um a pregnant surfboard? Has anyone invented
0: one of those no but yeah that could be a good idea <laughs>
2: a pregnant surfboard <laughs> we should do it well you know how they've got like the 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 massage yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah you know can cut a that. hole in the yeah. surfboard yeah I don't know if that would work <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyone out there is a the shaper and has yeah a it, have a get, get in contact with liner. yeah so after six months out of the water while you were pregnant and then getting back into the water what was that like was it did you just pick it up straight away or was there you know, a few weeks of getting back into the swing of things?
0: Yeah, there was, a, there was a, probably a month that I had to kind of get back into things. I didn't realize how bad your ribs hurt after not surfing. The first time I got to go surfing was probably like four weeks after I gave birth and I laid on my board and I was like, this is the most painful thing <laughs> I've ever like. This is so painful.
2: What was your fitness like?
0: Um, it was definitely it was okay. I mean, the paddle everything's just so weird. I think surfing is such a different sport and you use such different muscles. Like I see some of the fittest guys try to go surf and then they're just like, Holy crap, this is so I'm so sore now. Cause it's just different, I guess it's just different muscles that you just don't usually use. Kind of like snowboarding, like you go snowboarding and you don't think you're going to be sore, but the next day you're so know. sore. So it's kind of the same thing as Receiving that. It's,
2: it's yeah. Surf fitness.
0: But I was definitely pretty, not unfit. Like I, I tried to keep pretty active during my whole pregnancy, but I was definitely struggling a little for a few months. And then now I, I feel pretty normal now. But um, yeah, it was, it was hard at first and I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to be back? And I felt a little bit more timid as well. Like a little bit more scared of bigger waves, probably just because I haven't surfed. But yeah, it took a little bit of time for sure.
2: And you mentioned that you were keeping active during pregnancy. What sort of activity were you doing?
0: For the first like four or five months, I was I was still kind of like doing some training and stuff, not really not necessarily running or anything, because you don't want that pressure to like on your body when you're carrying kind of more weight. But yeah, I was, I was doing like some like, you know, just like weighted stuff and a lot of walking. And then towards the end of my pregnancy, I just walked pretty much and did a lot of stretching. And um, looking back on it, I kind of wish I just like, yeah, more like just relaxed more and like stretched because like the more like kind of just like loose you are, the better. And like, I think being an athlete, I was just so tight. So like during my birth, I got like stuck at six centimeters for like, six hours. It was crazy. So I looking back on it, I was like, I wish I kind of just like relaxed and just did more like yoga, like at the end of it. Cause I mean, who knows? I don't know if that would have helped, but, um, yeah, I had like a long 24 hour labor, but I got to have him at home. So that was really cool.
2: And was that, that was the plan the whole way through? Yes.
0: Yeah. I really wanted to have a home birth and Jack was like super on board with it, which was cool. I actually got to um, watch my younger brother get born at home. So I think that was always something I wanted to do. But it was just funny because my mom was just so mellow. I mean, it was her third kid. So she could just kind of, she kind of knew what was going on. So I think watching, I was like, oh, it looks pretty mellow. And then when I gave birth to Banks, it was I mean, it was amazing, but it was definitely intense. (laughs)
2: So are you guys planning on on having any more kids? And would you do that again?
0: I definitely want to have more kids. I mean, it's so amazing. I think we're going to wait a few years, though, just because it's pretty hard to travel even with one and do what we're doing. We kind of thought like, oh, we're both surfers. It's going to be easy. Like, we'll just switch off. But it kind of wasn't really. Like, uh, We kind of like, realize it's not really like that because we both want to go surfing at the same time. And then one of us has to watch Banks. And thankfully, when we're on Kauai, my parents are here, so they watch him a lot. Yeah, it's a a lot harder than we thought it was going to be, but then a lot more just amazing than we ever thought it was going to be too. So,
2: (laughs) Now, another question that I've got, and you don't need to be specific with your answer because I'm, I'm sort of not prying for specifics here, but I'm more curious, I guess, with I guess, pro surfers on the tour. Mm -hmm. Are they sort of making an income? Is a tour paying them and they have a salary or is is it generated from like winning competitions and from sponsors?
0: It's more to do with your sponsors. So like with surfing, um, like I said, like there's contest surfing where you could just be doing contests and you can make a lot of money through the contest. Not, I feel like not as much money as you would get, say, if you have like a really good sponsor, like if you're sponsored by like a company like Rip Curl, Billabong, Roxy, or something like that. Or you could do both. Like my boyfriend pretty much, he's kind of both, like he does contests, but then he's also this kind of free surfer that people love to watch. And he's super marketable as well. And then I kind of did both as well. Like I'm not doing that many contests now, but yeah, like there's different ways. There's all different ways that you can make money throughout, like with the pro surfing. And then there's also like free surfers, they call them, and they just do like video content and stuff like that. And I, I guess they would get paid by their sponsors. But I think they're like most, I think most income would be sponsorship. Yeah, so
2: there's a lot of different yeah. ways to sort of get in and sort of be, mm-hmm. uh, so for, I guess, yeah. especially now with like social media. Oh, yeah. The fact that you can, I guess, build, essentially build your own profile online. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about fuel and, and what you eat and a little bit about family life. I understand you eat a plant-based diet. Yes. Yeah. How did that all come about?
0: Um, so my parents actually raised us um vegan kind of slash vegetarian, I guess you could say. Like we'd have like the odd cheese or something once in a while. And yeah, so they were like really into health. And just my dad, I think when he, they pretty much had us. He just really researched all that kind of stuff, like wow. the China study. He read God, all he was
2: ahead of his time.
0: He really was. He I don't know. I I, even, I talked to him about all this
2: kind of stuff. Oh, Dad.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm really lucky. But me being a kid rebelled really hard, like for quite a while. No, <laughs> not quite. I mean, not quite a while. I'd still eat healthy, but if like say I was at my friend's house and they had you know candy, I would just be like. for it. Or sometimes I I remember when, probably when I was in, like when I was 10 to 13, we would literally like go to certain friends' houses so we could eat bad food because our house just had health food. Mm. (laughs) And so I just, I just remember being like, oh, I'm going to go over to my friend's house. And my dad would be like, or my mom and dad would be like, okay, just, don't eat any bad, f- or like, you know, the junk food or anything. And we're like, okay.
2: Like, and we would just go crazy. <laughs> I guess that's probably pretty common.
0: It is. I like, think it is. Kids. I mean, I was trying to think now because I was like, how could I like, you know, do this so Banks doesn't do what I did and just love help like love vegan food. Like, so yeah, I always think about that. But yeah, we definitely rebelled for a while. And then to be honest, I never really ate a lot of meat or anything, but it was more just like we never had that kind of like bread or that kind of like, you know, sweet bread or just all that kind of junk food that you can get your hands on. So probably when I was 18, I kind of got more into health and I try, I went vegan, but I did it in not the best way. I think I, I just wasn't eating enough, which I think that happens to a lot of people. And then sure, I went to the naturopath. I was like, what's wrong with me? And they're like, oh, it's being a vegan which happens to so many people. So I kind of, it was a lot of like going back and forth. They're like, Oh, you need to eat meat. Like you need to do this. And I would try and I just hated it. And I found myself like restricting kind of, because I feel like when you eat, you know, meat or animal protein, it's just, well, for me, it just didn't feel right. And I couldn't. my body wouldn't digest it good. So I felt like I constantly had to like figure out what I was like eating. And I mean, I, I still do that, but I, I just, I felt like I couldn't just eat a bunch of like, like right now I could eat like a bunch of fruit or veggies and be, and I'm like, Oh, yeah. cool I'm fine. I feel good. Yeah. I feel light, yeah, I feel light and energized. But with yeah, that, I always, yeah, I always had to like restrict and I, nothing ever was satisfying. And um so I did a lot of like going back and forth and, throughout the whole thing my dad would always just be like you need to just be vegan like here's the book." like it's
2: incredible yeah like, usually it's the opposite but, yeah, yeah from my experience now it's it like is. young young women or you know teen, late teenage years or early 20s and they yeah. yeah, like that i I'm exploring a vegan diet. And, and they're like, what? kind of not across it. So he's yeah. like, are you sure? Yeah. You might be deficient in this, this, and this, but you had, no, yeah. you had the reverse experience. That's cool.
0: No, my dad loves it. He's like all about like Michael Greger and yeah, yeah, yeah. just all like Dr. Clapper. I had
2: Michael Greger on the show. Yeah,
0: I told him and he was all excited. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we I went back and forth a lot. And then I finally just was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I want to go all vegan Probably when I was like 21, I was just like, I'm just going to do this. And I just want to do this because I feel so much better. I need, And at the time, I will admit that I was kind of, because I was doing a lot of modeling, I was worried about my body. And I think I was going, I was just listening to the wrong things. And I, like with eating like animal protein and stuff, I did feel like I had to restrict and stuff. And then I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to, I just want to do plant-based and like eat all these amazing fruits and veggies. And I feel like I can eat as much as I want and I still feel good. So I just kind of, I did a lot more reading and I watched a lot more like YouTube channels, like even like Freely the Banana Girl to like um, Fully Rockest Gina and all that. And I just saw like, okay, these people are are eating and they're like, driving and I just want to do this. Like, so I just kind of jumped on the bag wa- bandwagon and um, yeah, I just kind of like, I just felt so good and I never like kind of went back, I guess. Your dad would have been pretty happy with that. He was so stoked. Yeah. Cause I remember at the time I would always kind of have to like hide that I was like maybe like eating um, animal protein or whatever. And it was only because like these, I don't know, I'm nothing against naturopathic doctors, but they always told me I had to eat animal protein to be healthy. And I, it just, I knew deep down that it wasn't really yeah. right for me. And you know
2: what I think some of that is, yeah, is what you, like what you said there, you might, you probably didn't have your vegan diet down perfect, right? At totally. that stage. Oh and, no. And a lot of these doctors and naturopaths, you know, it's not their fault, but they're not really across what a healthy vegan diet looks like. For so sure. when someone presents them as like, you know, yeah, I'm on a vegan diet. Instead of them going, analyzing what type of vegan diet that is and just saying, yeah. okay, well, why don't you try to eat more of this plant, this plant, yes. this plant, yeah. or like take this process, put vegan food out, not that you're yeah. doing that, but in general, they they know that it's it's like a bit of a fail-safe way. Just, even though there's there's a lot of negatives associated with eating animal protein, yeah. it's like a bit of a fail-safe dummy way of yeah eat red meat, you'll get your iron kind of thing. Yes,
0: exactly. So,
2: for sure. It's disappointing, but I think it's changing. I think they're yeah. starting. I
0: think it's like getting more aware and like, I, I even say like, if you're like, because my boyfriend's kind of like transitioning to being a, from a vegetarian to a vegan. I even say like, you have to like, especially for an athlete, like you have to like know what you're eating.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Kind of do your research about it because otherwise you can fail. And then it's like, oh, it's because the vegan diet like sucks. But it's really like, you just kind of have to do your research and actually know where you're what's in your food and what you're like what you're actually getting
2: and and feel your way through it so like his 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 foods might be slightly different to yours oh for sure based on you know how he feels after eating meals and the fact he's transitioning and his gut bacteria might be different but that's cool that he's he's transitioning yeah
0: I kind of just let I don't (laughs) because I've kind of done the whole pushy like yeah yeah like you know like I'll like be like look at this video like or something like so I kind of just let him do his thing, and he's like definitely gradually. I think the only thing he eats now that's not is that he'll have like an occasional egg, like eggs. Yeah. And I find like Australians really love their eggs in the morning, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah, or that maybe was, that's everywhere, that but was I don't one know. Of
2: my hardest things to to get over, yeah. And then once I just started enjoying a tofu scramble, I was,
0: yeah, he had a tofu scramble the other day that he really liked. So,
2: yeah, so. I'm gonna that re- might be the stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> So you mentioned Banks before your son. How old is he now?
0: So Banks is eleven months, or almost eleven months now. Okay, yeah, you
2: know, the one, it's one year birthday soon.
0: Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's gone by so fast.
2: So he'd be eating solids. Like, what's your plan with him? And is it something that you sort of you discuss with Jack? You know, in terms of like <laughs> what his nutrition is going to look like. Is it something do you guys sort of argue about it? Or
0: um, I don't really. I mean, we don't argue about it, but like because I was, I mean, like I was plant based my whole pregnancy and while I was breastfeeding and everything. And so I'm just like, he's not, I'm sorry, but he's just not having, I mean, once he can make his own decisions, like I'm definitely going to let him kind of figure it out. But I, the way that I kind of thinking that I want, or like that I'm going to like kind of explain to him is just like how the meat, where the meat's from and like what, like, you know, cause like I feel like every kid's love animals and like they kind of make it. So it's like, you don't realize where that, where it's coming from. So I think if he knows where it's coming from, maybe he won't want to it. Yeah, and there's have some great it, little
2: like kids' books that have for come sure out that now explain that in like a a way that is not too confrontational for sure, uh, confronting for a kid. Yeah, cool. So through your pregnancy, were you like, do you do you take any supplements at all? I know that there'll be um,
0: others out there. I know. I did actually, and I don't know if like. I don't know if I had to, but it's kind of yeah, it's it's hard when you're pregnant because there's a lot of you're very vulnerable and there's a lot of people wanting to tell you things and oh, you need to do it this way or that way or whatever, but um I took like a prenatal, kind of just for safety, I guess, but looking back I'm just like I eat such a variety of fruits and veggies and you know, beans and potatoes and everything like that and yeah, I don't know if I had to, but
2: I think a lot of mothers do that regardless. Yeah,
0: of I know there's a really good plant-based um, supplement out there now. Uh, I think it's Alicia Silverstone. She just brought some. Oh, really? Yeah, like yeah. really like pure, like nothing in them, but like kind of, I think fruits and veggies and stuff. And
2: that's but like could, a multivitamin.
0: Multivitamin, so. like even for, yeah, pregnancy. And she does like turmeric and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah she has, she's the kind mama. She does the kind mama book, I think. or. The Kind Diet. Okay. I really like her and I really, I read that book right before I was pregnant. So yeah, and it's scary. Even like being a vegan and pregnant is scary because they want to tell you, oh yeah, where are you going to get your protein? Oh, are you going to like, you know, where are you going to get your iron? Are you going to get enough? Like, and it's scary because you just want your baby to be like safe. Like that's all you want. And these people are telling you like, oh, like if you don't eat meat, it's not going to be safe, you know?
2: Yeah. And, were there were there any doctors locally that were a bit more receptive and sort of across the information or was that yeah, your experience the whole way through?
0: It was kind of my experience my whole way through. there There's not, I mean, I actually had a midwife who was vegetarian, okay. so she was pretty understanding, but one of my other midwives wasn't. But I told him, I'm like, I don't really... I don't need your diet advice. Like, I just want like your advice on like how to have this baby naturally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was a lot of like people like kind of telling me that i need to eat meat. And, you know, people DMing or messaging me on Instagram and saying like, how, like, are you sure like you can do this? Like, but yeah. And then I actually, my dad loves Dr. Clapper because he used to live on the big, or he might've lived here or something. But so I actually... Scheduled a um, phone
2: consultation. Oh, that's great!
0: Yeah, just to like I don't know. Even though I've been vegan for so long, I just wanted to. There was some questions I had that like he could answer. It would
2: have been really, I guess, comforting. to see Yes. Someone like, you, like yeah, across everything for
0: sure. And then there was also even in the what the health movie, there they, they kind of touched a little bit on pregnancy and even breastfeeding, and that kind of like I was like, okay, cool. Like yeah. I mean, even though I I wouldn't have, ch- I mean. I wouldn't have changed my diet probably, but I just, just to know like, okay, I'm on the right path. Yeah, like exactly.
2: this is, it's nice to have some resources yeah, for people to, yeah. to talk to. Sure. There's another good book as well, Becoming Vegan. Oh, cool. I'm not sure, but if anyone's listening and want a bit more info, there's a bit, there's a fair bit in there about okay. pregnancy. Yeah. So during your pregnancy, we've spoken a bit about food, but during your pregnancy, did, your foods or food volume change. Did you notice anything there?
0: Yeah, I had a lot of food aversions. Like, so I love huge salads. Like I, I eat a bunch of salads and, you know, I'll put whatever on it, like sweet potatoes or beans and all that stuff. And during my pregnancy, I hated salads. I hated greens and I was so bummed because that's like what I I love to eat, so I just had to do like a lot of green smoothies and um, things like that. And I remember sneaky wise. yeah, kind of sneak <laughs> things. And I I remember I I actually didn't eat like a huge amount. Like you, I would I would eat like a few bites, and I'd be like, oh, I'm over this. And I think it's your body's way of trying to get a bunch of different nutrients or something. So. Um, It was weird. It was definitely funny, but I I feel like I eat more breastfeeding now than I did when I was pregnant. But yeah, I I definitely had a weird food aversions and I loved fruit. That was one thing I I could eat fruit all day, but I had to, I was like trying to get every, I mean, all of like the nutrients and stuff. So I had to like make sure I was balancing it. Yeah. Balancing it out and getting beans and all that stuff, but it was hard.
2: What? So if you were, just to walk us through an average day of eating for you now? What does mm. that look like?
0: I love like green smoothies in the morning or fruits. Like it's And it kind of depends on where I am. Like in Hawaii, I love fruits and green smoothies. But if like I'm in a cold area, I tend to like more porridges and oatmeals and stuff. It's just kind of, I don't know, just something my body craves. And then, yeah, I do a lot of like big kale salads with like sweet potatoes and beans and brown rice or something, or I I do quinoa more than rice. And then, yeah. And then at night, like just, I love like roasting veggies. Like we do a lot of like cauliflower tacos or we've been doing some lentil soups and stuff, but.
2: I love lentils.
0: Yeah. Lentil soups are so good, especially when it's cold. (laughs) But um, that's the one thing in Hawaii. It's sometimes so hot. You don't like want all that stuff, but. Yeah, it kind of just depends on where I am. I, I do love smoothie bowls when it's hot, but then when I'm in Australia and it's in the winter, I'll do a lot more like warming stuff. And even when I first started being vegan, I was like, okay, I'm going to fill up on all these veggies and then add some like protein, which is like beans or quinoa or whatever. And yeah, that's kind of how I just started kind of playing around with yeah. like what I like and stuff. It's
2: a nice way to look at it because yeah. the Western diet's the opposite in that. People look at the star of the plates, the protein. Right. Instead of yeah. first building it with the fruits and veggies and then adding a little bit of protein. Totally. Totally. That's exactly what I do. Okay, so now that you've you've had banks and you're breastfeeding, mm-hmm. how how did all of that did that go? Like,
0: yeah, it went really good. Like it's funny too, because well, my midwife, who didn't really believe in the vegan diet, he was like, Well, you know, like vegetarians and vegans, they usually tend to have Small babies. And Banks is like the complete opposite. He's like the biggest baby. I, he's one of the biggest babies I've ever seen. Really? Not not when he was first born. Like he
2: was like nine pounds. Oh, but in terms of growing. But yeah. in
0: terms of growing, he is like, he's like 31 pounds and... I, and he's only 11 months it's yeah, crazy
2: yeah. So he's right at the top of the percent
0: yeah so and not that I like care about that at all but it was just kind of like a he like so vegans can't have like I mean they're all healthy no matter what like you know if like everyone grows at different stages but it was just funny to me um and then also he said that vegans breast milk kind of can like like go away I, I don't really know why he thought this but yeah. And that was another myth that I was like, okay, that's not true because I'm still, he um I'm still just breastfeeding him right now because he doesn't really like solids yet. So yeah, I, it was just two things that I was like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Vegans got this. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: How, how long do you sort of plan to to continue the breastfeeding for?
0: Um, I want to, I want to try to make it to two years, but if he gets over it before then like, that's fine. But I, my goal was definitely like a year like there's just so many like great benefits for it and and yeah i just i just think it's so good and so good for their like immunity and their gut and everything so yeah i mean i probably won't go past the 2 year i mean i'm nothing against that though i think it's amazing if you can but it definitely like ties me down a lot more and, and that's totally fine too but i i have to kind of plan my Like if I want to go surfing or something, I can't just like go surfing Mm. for like, I think the longest I've gone surfing even now is probably like an hour and a half because I have to come in and feed him, which is totally fine. But yeah, it will be nice to kind of have like some freedom back, I guess.
2: (laughs) A lot of my listeners ask about supply Mm. and and how like, have you got any tips or strategies? My mom's actually a lactation um, nurse. Oh,
0: cool. I love lactation. um,
2: Yeah, so there is there do you have any tips i guess for helping increase supply yeah.
0: Matt? yeah i mean i think in the first weeks and stuff just like let them nurse how like as much as they want like whenever they want cuz i think when people start putting babies on schedules that's when you can kind of see like a drop in your milk cuz it's not like supply and demand and then also drinking a lot of water and i definitely notice if i don't eat enough my my milk will drop like even the other day i cuz i was a little sick i i definitely noticed like my milk kind of just like like you can just tell the volume a little bit and i was like okay i need to eat more and like i always like if i feel like i'm getting a little low i like eating things like potatoes and oatmeal oatmeal in the morning and stuff like that Yeah, it just, it kind of
2: like- Gives you a bit of a boost.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know, because I've kind of tested that too. And I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I don't eat potatoes or this or oats and see how much milk I can get. And it definitely, I find that I definitely get a lot more when I'm eating things like that. So I definitely have been eating a lot more potatoes and a lot more oats in the morning and stuff. And I also think fruit is like amazing for breast milk. Because it's all like carbohydrates. It's mm. I think it's like 5% protein and it's just, That's yeah, the thing, it's, it's crazy. Super, it's
2: actually, yeah, it's 5% protein, which is nothing like cow's milk. No,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like something like 5% protein and like maybe it, not even that much fat. It's just all carbs. So I think the more like good carbs you can eat, the better.
2: And you said that Banks isn't really having much solid food at the moment.
0: Not yet.
2: <laughs> have you have you sort of had a think about what types of food you'll introduce, I guess, once he starts taking solid foods a bit more?
0: Yeah, I'm really excited like to start just making him like healthy vegan food. Like that's fun, especially when he gets older. But yeah, we've been kind of playing around with like bananas and And kind of like, he'll even actually have some of my green smoothie and he likes it.
2: Like soft stuff.
0: Yeah, just soft stuff right now. I mean, some people give their kids like actual things they can chew on and stuff, but I don't know. And he doesn't really, he doesn't, we've tried to like mash up banana or avocado and he's like, no, I want like the real thing. I'm not eating this mash stuff. (laughs) So it's funny, but we're kind of transitioning into that. But yeah, he's just not like super into it. He just loves breast milk, I guess. And it was funny because I thought he was gonna be one to just like want food. And he's pretty picky. But hopefully, hopefully that switches and he'll just eat anything. But yeah, he does eat my green smoothies, which is cool. And yeah, I just can't wait to cause I can't wait to make like even just like like healthy kind of vegan treats or you know, ice cream, bananas and... um And have
2: some fun with it. Yeah,
0: have some fun with it and kind of, you know, not restrict him so much to where he's like, wants all these like candies. Like, I want to make vegan candies and like, you know, like vegan Snicker bars or whatever. Like, so he's not just so like, when he gets out to his friends, oh, I like want that. all these like junk foods that I don't get at home. So I want to be very open with him and try to, you know, he can have some treats, if you know, like if he wants and try to make it like... Stuff that he really likes, yeah, sure, yeah.
2: Now this this area that we're in, Hanalei Bay, mm-hmm. like I, when I drove down earlier, went to a couple of places. There seemed like there was a lot of vegan food. There was mm-hmm. A lot, of, like in that uh, Harvest grocery store, there was yeah, vegan stuff in there. Is it fairly common to be vegan around here? And I'm I'm assuming that might be because people are just so close to nature.
0: Yeah, I. think... I think it's getting more common. I think, um, you know, there's not as many like cafes and, you know, vegan cafes open here. It's more just like living off the earth, I think. So you go to like the farmer's markets. and But yeah, I think there are a lot of vegans. I would say I don't know as many here as I do in Australia, though, just because it's such a small island and I travel so much. What is the
2: population of this island?
0: I don't know. I'm so bad. It'd be
2: pretty small. It's though.
0: really small. You can well, you can drive a mountain. You can't drive around it, but you can drive to the other side in two hours. Yeah, well. So it's it's pretty small. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like live off the earth here. Like it's a lot of people are farming and eating a lot of like veggies and fruits, and there's a lot of juice, juice stores and all that stuff. But yeah, I would say I I would love to actually I would love to open up a vegan cafe here. It'd yeah. be awesome. And I would love to see more vegan cafes here. Definitely do it. I know. Coming from Bali, we just got back from Bali, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, the food there is it's just crazy insane. there, isn't it?" I love it. It's so good. I
2: so think, I think it's the best in the world there.
0: Oh, me too. I always said, just for a vegan, like it's just it's insane. I would go there to eat.
2: <laughs> uh, every every time I leave there, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. When I get To the next destination.
0: I know. It's so funny.
2: Okay. Slight little segue cross to. Some bigger picture style questions. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's a few different pillars that can attract people to a vegan lifestyle, and and one of those being health, which we've spoken about, and you know that seems to have certainly inspired you along the way, and yeah. your dad and whatnot. But you've you've been vegan for a, a long time now. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about the impact that you know not eating animal products is having on Animal agriculture and climate are these things that you think about or have looked into?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I think when I first went vegan, it was definitely for health reasons and kind of yeah, just personal reasons that I I just loved eating kind of like plants and I felt good and stuff. But then as I got older, I I think just watching a few documentaries like what what the health and kind of seeing um, even James Aspie doing speeches and stuff that's really changed me like. And I, I feel like I'm more vegan for like the animals and the environment more than even my health mm, now. It's
2: crazy how much it changed. Yeah,
0: it's so crazy. And, you know, and I've always been an animal lover. Like I've just loved animals. And it's even I, I think it's pretty crazy how I being an animal lover, like I didn't even see the um,
2: connection, the
0: connection, even when <laughs> I was kind of um, eating meat and not that I was eating that much, but I just didn't even have a connection with it. And I remember as a little girl, like I would have pony clubs, cheetah clubs. Like I just loved any animals. So it's even like me who loved animals didn't have a connection. So that is one thing that I I'm gonna try to. Hopefully, Banks will have, but we'll see. I I know it's probably really hard, but yeah, I think I don't know. Doing it for the animals and the environment is so cool. And even when I told, yeah, like I think that, or even when I told my dad I was coming to do this podcast, he's like. Okay, mention it's really good for the environment, and I was like, "Yeah, it it really is," because you know, like the environment is suffering, and I think that if people can even just cut back a little bit, it's it can make a huge
2: difference. And it's yeah, like you said, it's just a really empowering way of of fueling your body, knowing that you're getting everything. Yeah, and and like the most incredible thing is because I I initially started exploring a plant based diet from health reason as well, Mm -hmm. but the longer you do it and then the more you understand about the impact that the way you're eating has on the climate and has on animals and you draw that connection, you just become more selfless. Yes. And ultimately, like you said, you start to reframe it and you're probably doing it more for the (laughs)
0: greater
2: good of the animals. Yeah. And it
0: it definitely feels good whenever you like kind of see like you know all those rainforests is getting cut down for the cattle to to eat or whatever and you're just like wow that is crazy and um like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? And it might feel I I mean even I've had this like I'm like oh like what what is one person going to make a difference? But it really does and you know I think it's just going to change more and more. Like I think veganism is definitely mm. kind of becoming one of those things that a lot of people are attracted to.
2: Yeah, and one person, you you need to remember every single meal for the rest of your life is mm-hmm. having, that's having an impact. Yeah. Not only that, it's the example that you're leading, where other people around you are can see that you're thriving. Yeah. Out eating animal products, which is a really positive way for other people. To yeah. Know, go, hey, maybe I could eat less animal products. Yeah. You know the stores where you're buying food at, they're seeing the data and they're seeing more. Vegan products selling, so then they start stocking more brands. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty powerful for everyone. Yeah. You know, it 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 is more than just something that you're doing for yourself. You're having a wider impact
0: for sure, and for the like the animals that are just getting you know slaughtered. It's it's so sad, and there's such a disconnection there. But you'll see, even like I'll have there's books now that like I, I'm getting for banks, and it's like all like there's like these little pigs in it or cows. And then I'm like, wait, we have all these books about these cute pigs and cows, but then in a few like months or whatever, you're feeding them.
2: Isn't it crazy?
0: It's crazy. So I'm like, how, how is like, where are we going wrong with this?
2: Yeah. I think that these, I mean, these big, big companies that are selling these products, they don't, they don't want you to draw that connection. No, they, yeah. the, The packaging looks very fun and pretty. Yeah. And it looks like the the meats come from a great, happy place. Right. And it kind of stops people questioning where is yeah. it really from?
0: Yeah. It's pretty scary. And even, yeah, even when I, it's definitely made me be like way more into veganism than anything, more than health or anything. Mm.
2: I, and like, you know, cause I quite often am asked by people, well, where's, where's the statistic, the science to show that Veganism, one hundred percent, clearly is better than every other diet, mm. and you know my responses really changed to that. It's mm. like you know what I can sit here and and I can go through the science and I can probably very accurately tell you that having your diet at ninety percent plant based yeah. and ten percent animal products, there's probably enough science to show that that is the healthiest diet. Right. But that, that doesn't mean that 100% plant-based is not as healthy. There just isn't the science there yet. Yeah. But yeah, but the I don't think that's the right question. I think the yeah. right question is, what diet can we thrive on that is having the least impact yep. on the animals and on the planet? Yeah. And the answer to that one's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all need to live here.
0: and yeah. yeah. And
2: we've got to think about the future.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally.
2: So you mentioned that you were homeschooled and more and more... We see parents these days doing that and sort of taking their kids out of a traditional model and mm-hmm. and keeping them at home, teaching them values and beliefs that they sort of believe in. Mm-hmm. What was your experience with homeschooling? And is that something that you'll be considering for banks?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a little bit of an argument with me and Jack because he, you know, I think the schooling systems maybe are a little better in Australia. I'm not really sure. But for sure, it's it's a it's pretty bad over here. I would say I think the teachers aren't paid enough, and especially on Kauai, there just isn't like the greatest schools. Um, so, and it was like a forty-five minute to an hour drive, like on a bus ride. So,
2: my so you were going right down the like south part, or
0: yeah, pretty much all the way into yeah. town, which is like it's just kind of my parents are like, you know what, you you can just do homeschool, and I don't know, they just. I think at a young age, they're just like, oh, like if she wants to be a pro surfer, like she should go for it, which is really cool. Cause That's awesome. I know, I don't know. Cause I feel like a lot of parents would be like, um, surfing, like,
2: no. You yeah. Can't. But they must have seen it. They must. Have yeah.
0: Seen it, like, I don't know. I think being on an island with a bunch of surfers and stuff, it's just kind of the thing to do. Cause yeah, I mean, they must have seen it and believed in me, which is really cool. <laughs> and,
2: and I mean, they would have obviously understood your personality and they would have realized that you were going to benefit from a homeschooling environment? Yes.
0: So yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And they just thought that I would learn a little bit. Yeah. Just more, I think just doing a, like kind of a homeschool and yeah, me and Jack kind of go back and forth. Like I'm like, well, if Banks doesn't really want to go to school, it's fine. We should, he can do, you know, he can learn in other ways. And yeah, I feel like school is a little bit like one, one way and it's a little bit robotic. And I feel like especially for me I I was definitely a different type of learner like I I don't think I like really read very good until I was in like 4th or 5th grade just because I didn't but I didn't want to I just I was so I don't know it was just different but and yeah who's who's to say that's wrong but I I just feel like it's just one sided and I I think that people learn in different ways and we all we all have different things that we can bring to the table. And I think school kind of is just a little bit one, one-sided, one one way. But I, I could be wrong too, because I was homeschooled. So yeah, I don't know. I think um, it's, a, it's a tough
2: one with school. I guess one of the other important factors which people might be thinking about, and you alluded to the fact that you mm. already had like a close group of friends. Mm. So I mean, at homeschooling, you kind of taken a, away from that environment yeah. a lot of kids. So. Yeah.
0: That's the one thing Jack is like, I really want him to get the social aspect. But what I think is, well, I mean, especially if it just depends, everyone's different. Like if I think for me, I was already traveling. So we're getting that social aspect and we're also learning by traveling. And I think if you're doing that and like, I think that's a great way, but then if you're not, and you, you think your kid needs like more of that social aspect and that you know, kind of more team kind of way, I think, I think school's a great way. I think, you know, it's just, it's such a weird thing where I think kids are put on these like pedestals, even like how babies are put on these pedestals on how they should be growing or their weight. Or I just think that, Everyone's so different and everyone is growing and learning at
2: such different rates. That
0: yeah, it's, it's so unique. Yeah, everyone's just so unique. that.
2: Um, but it's nice yeah. to know that there's options. Like you can, for sure. You enjoy, you for sure.
0: I mean, yeah, there's some people that are getting like 4.0 grade average and or more and they're just, you know, they're getting into colleges and that's what they want to do. They want to be like a doctor or something and that's that's great. Yeah, I think there's other people that want to be more, you know, get into art or whatever. And that's cool too.
2: Being a role model, you've got 1.8 million followers, I think. How do you, how do you sort of manage being that public person and being a role model? Is it something that has come easy to you or is it do you find it challenging? I think
0: I found it. I mean, looking back, like I could say it was challenging at times. Like I might have let it like consume me a little bit too much. But I've always tried to just kind of keep it. Like, not separate. Like, I've always tried to be super open and honest on my social media and anything I um, put out there. But I've kind of just, like, I guess from a young age, I remember my, uh, fr- like, an article came out and it was on this kind of, it was Stab Magazine, which is kind of a funny surf thing, but they had an open comment section. And I just remember all these people commenting. And I was a young girl at the time and they were kind of commenting some crude stuff. And I just remember being like, okay. I got to I can't look at these comments anymore. Like I can't, Mm. I have to build a tough skin or like other, or just like cut it out. So I kind of at a young age has been like, okay, that's their opinion. And like, I need to just, I'm just me and I'm going to do me
2: and not be affected
0: and not be affected by it. Even though I'm sure there are some times where I am and I, I do get worried at some things, but I really have tried to kind of keep that separate and not let things affect me. Um, and just kind of laugh at it Um, because otherwise it could just eat you alive. And um, especially nowadays where social media runs everything, it's just, I I don't know. I feel like it can just kind of screw with you. So you just kind of have to not look at it like that.
2: And in terms of how you get your utmost fulfillment out of life, Mm What is the most fulfilling things that you do in your life? What what is most gratifying?
0: I mean, now it's hanging out with Banks and Jack. But um I I love surfing. Like I I absolutely just love to surf. And yeah, I think that's just my passion. And that's like what I've always loved to do. And then being able to kind of grow a career off that has just been it's really cool. And being able to travel and do something that you love, I think is um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's my passion.
2: And Jack, we said before he he's from Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. You guys spent a fair bit of time up there. Do you see yourself sort of bunkering down here and staying in Kauai, or does he is he trying to pull you back yeah. to Australia?
0: <laughs> it's a, it's such a tough one. We like that's the one thing that we kind of like and not argue about, but we're just we go back and forth. But and now that we have a kid, it's going to be really hard because we're going to have to one day kind of. Like stay in one place a little bit, but we definitely go back and forth a lot. And when I'm in Australia, I've I've really I actually really feel at home in Australia. I really love it there, but I I do miss Kauai a lot. And then when he's here, he misses um, you know the Gold Coast a lot. So it's- a big coffee drinker. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he loves coffee. He just loves. I don't know. I think it's like the our Gold Coast boys. They just love It's So it's just, I mean, it's a great life over there. Like the surf is good. It's sunny. It's beautiful. I mean, it's kind of the same as here, but they, there's a little bit more to do over there. So I think he does like, he's a little bit more of a city boy compared to
2: how long has he been living here?
0: Um, well, we've been dating almost six years. So it's, I mean, I wouldn't say we've lived anywhere. Like we kind of like, we'll be like two months here, two months there. Like, and we're just kind of going back and forth. And then in between that, we're traveling to different countries like, you know, like Bali or Brazil or yeah, that's so cool. um, we went to Mexico. So, yeah, we still haven't like figured out like what our home base is, but it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely really hard. I And I love both places. And then now having a kid, it's just so nice to be next to like my mom and dad that I want to be here. Yeah, it's so cool. it's so special, but. Yeah, we'll figure it out one of these days, I guess.
2: So with Banks's pedigree, Mm. no doubt he is probably going to be fairly handy on a surfboard. Have you thought about (laughs) uh, at what age you might get him in the water?
0: I mean, yeah, I hope he loves surfing. I I definitely don't want to like push him too hard because I've just talked to so many parents that were like, yeah, we took him out when it was too big and now he hates it. Or, mm. you know, we pushed him too hard and now he's just, he's resenting it. So I'm just going to really like kind of let him, you know, if he wants to pick up the surfboard or a boogie board or whatever it is, if it makes him happy, then do it. And um, he's definitely going to see mom and dad go out there and hopefully he'll want to join us. But um yeah. I really hope he surfs Cause I, I mean, even now I just like imagine me and him going surfing. I just feel like that would be the funnest thing ever to take your kid surfing, but yeah, we'll see. I'm not going to push it. You know, he might not be into sports. He might be into something else and yeah, that's, that's, right. that's cool. But I, I really hope he loves surfing the way we do. Cause it's just so, I don't know. It's so good. And like, just, even if he's not a pro surfer, just something to do and be out in nature. It's so great.
2: I think when he sees you guys out there tearing it up and also like the lifestyle of the travel and whatnot. For sure. It's going to be, it's hard not to be inspired by that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're going to like kind of just, you know, leave the board right (laughs) next to him maybe, but (laughs) maybe not
2: push him too hard, but we'll see. Well, Alana, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. I really admire what you're doing. I love the fact that being a professional athlete that happens to be a vegan and performing at the top level is so powerful and it can help sort of break down so many stigmas that are associated with what being a vegan is so it's incredible the work that you're doing and I want to thank you very much for doing that thank you and yeah I just I really look forward to watching your journey from here and how that plays out and hopefully can have you back on the show in the future
0: cool thank you so much for having me super fun
2: Incredible, hey. Alana really makes life seem so effortless. Just being in her presence, I could feel this sense of calmness, balance, a well-grounded woman who understands that life is not to be taken too seriously and is to be enjoyed. Someone who seems to be in full control of her mind, very conscious about her thoughts, and determined to be the best at what she does, whether that's surfing, being a good friend, or being a mother. I hope you enjoyed hearing Alana's story. And perhaps we're inspired to think more deeply
1: about a few aspects of your own life. As I always say, guys, you do you, but these conversations are often great for lighting a little spark within yourself to
2: make positive change. See you in the next episode. I'm off to the beach for a swim and another acai bowl.